Philippians chapter 3 verse 17. Aba Philippi sura ya 3 olunyirwa 10 musambu. Brethren be followers together of me. And mark them which walk so as ye have us for an example. Tiaboruganda mukirizganyenga wamu mungoberirenga. Era mulabirenga kwabo abatambula ngabwe mulina fe okubecho okulabirako. Now, I want you to see the note that that especially uh, these two words. Njagala mwetegereze bigamo bine bibiri. Be followers together of me. Mungoberirenga wamu. Mark them which walk as he have us for an example. What does he mean by us? He meant the people that were preaching with him. And he was telling them those people that we have been preaching or ministering with to you have them as example right and then uh, mark them each walk as you have an example for many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are okay and so on so not that example. They, are, they were going to be the example. Let us pray. Father, we ask you for your blessings. Lord, in this uh, session, we can say something that will be uh, an inspiration among the young people here to serve you. That will be our joy. That is our objective. We pray that you help me as I go through the scriptures. I bring out the picture that will show the best example for ourselves. Granted, Lord, is our prayer in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You will be seated. Another scripture is coming from the book of 2 Thessalonians uh, chapter 4 verse 9. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan um, That is Second Thessalonians chapter three, verse nine. Not because we have no not power, but to make ourselves an example unto you to follow us. Sikubanga tetulina boyinza na ye tuwe yojemuri ngecho kula bilako mulioke mtu goberenga. Right? Power is saying here. Make ourselves an example. You. So we want to be an example to you. You see? 
people that walked in a certain manner served God in a certain way and that was set as an example for others. Second Peter uh, chapter 2 And then we read verse 6. Wherefore also it is contained in the scripture, Behold, I lay in the Zion a chief cornerstone, elect precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Second, sorry, I'm reading first, second, first Peter. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 6. And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, Condemned them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that after should live ungodly. God also wants to make, to give us examples of people, also to learn from people that refuse to serve God. Right? Why? So that we don't follow them. We don't walk like them. And he gives us the example so that we may clearly know the consequences of not serving God. The outcome of refusing to serve God. And then gives us a lot of examples of the people that walked and served God. And then told us, follow them. Yeah. Do like them. Walk like them. Let them be your example. Let them be your inspiration. Now, let's lead the, uh, let's just have a quote here. Okay, now, we still have, have to read some more scriptures before, before I read the uh, Ah, uh, the quote. Uh, I said I'm going to read a lot of scriptures. First, Thessalonians. Chapter 5. And verse 7. So that ye were examples to all that believe in Macedonia and Achaia. They were examples. People that were examples to those, to those groups of, of believers. John 13, 15.
Jesus said, for I have given you an example. Yesu yagamba kubanga mbawadde chokulabirako that you should do as I have done to you. Ngabwemba koze mwe namwe mukolenga bwe mutyo. Amen. Amen. Jesus doing an example. Yesu ngatuwe chokulabirako. And then told us follow that. Adinatugamba mugoberere kuweryo. That is an example. Echo chakulabirako. First Corinthians chapter 10. Abakolins barue soka sura ya 10. Verse 11. Runyirwa 10 na rumu. Are you reading the scriptures? How are you reading? Can you say amen if you are reading? Yes, let's read the scriptures so that we put the foundation of what I may say for a short time. First Corinthians chapter 10. And we are going to read verse now all these things happened unto them for example and they are written for our demonition upon whom the heads of the world are come. Amen. Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 4. In verse 11. Let us labor therefore to enter into the, the, the rest lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. I'm telling you there is an example for following God and an example for refusing to follow God. And, those, and we are given examples. James chapter 5 and verse 10. Take my brethren the prophets who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering, affliction, and of patience. So, we still can read very mon uh, some more scriptures on example. Blessed be the name of the So that God wants to, to give us examples uh, so that we have no excuse. So that we can follow the example. When your teacher taught you mathematics sometimes, 
Before he gave you an assignment, he gave an example. He brought a sum on the board and you, did, and you did the sum together. And that was example. Follow that way. Right? So example. And God has given us examples. People are in the Bible people in the history of the Bible who lived lives who served God and they were put there as an example. Examples for us to follow. May the name of the Lord be glorified. So this, this afternoon let me just read an, uh, another quote here. Let's turn to Deuteronomy 32.11 for a little background of a text. And you will try to have up the prayer and out within an, an hour, if possible. Now, this was, this was during the dedication of a baby. Oh, Father God, how humbly in my heart I accept that. Guide my feet, hold my heart, Lord. May I never become a stumbling block to anyone. You are not going to be a stumbling block to anyone. You are not going to be a stumbling block in your school. You are not going to be a stumbling block for Christianity in your village. No, that's not your part. Father, how humble in my fight I accept that. My, hold my heart, Lord. May I never become a stumbling block to anyone. But may I be a stepping stone every way failing traveler. Right? A stepping stone to any way failing. Amen? Amina. To any traveler. To any child of God that want to serve him. To any man that want to serve God. May I become a stepping stone. I don't want to be a stumbling block. Oh, praise be to God. When we get to heaven, I don't want to hear somebody say there, Lord, I would have followed you, but this girl stumbled me. 
This boy stubborn me. I would have belonged to church. I would have I become a message believer. But this girl, the way she behaved, the way she talks, and thinks she is a believer of the message. The way this boy was behaving in our school. Say he is a believer of the message. He became my stubborn boy. He stubborn me. And I said there is nothing to the message. But instead of that. Be a stepping stone to many. When they see the way you behave. When they see the way you act. When they see you in every situation. Let them look at it and let it be their example. When you conduct yourself, let them look at you and admire your church. Say, I want to belong, I want to belong to this church. I want to be in her church. You see? There is a way you behave in such a nice way and you make people around you to be curious who your pastor is. I would like to know your pastor. I would like to know your church. I want to see that church that produces girls like you. I want to see that church that produces boys like you. Hallelujah! Mm. Don't be a stumbling block. People look at you. They tell you, I even don't want to know about your church. I'm not interested in your church. If it is your church that tells you to take our money here and you don't pay back. And when you are asked for the, for the debt, you are rude. Yeah. When you do give me my money, how much do I owe? How much do I owe you? Two thousand. 2000. Look at the people I've written here. How much I owe them? This one is 10,000. This is 50,000. And you always come here. These people are quiet. And you're making a lot of noise. And you tell them, oh, I'm a believer of the message. They are not going to be interested with that end time of yours. <laughs> you are a stumbling block. You shut people from coming to church. You shut people from being interested with the message. Because you are a stumbling block. Right? People look at you. 
They see the way you dress without compromising. Every time since you came to school, since you came to college, you are known for your long dresses. And people wonder when all the other girls are moving naked. What is this that makes this girl dress decently? You are an example of moral. You are an example of integrity. You, you become an example of decency. And they become curious. Right? That's the way you want to be. That's what, that's what you need to be. Since now, but may I be a stepping stone to every wayfaring traveler granted Lord, may I never do nothing in my life that would put a shadow on your name or on your course a shadow on your name or your cause. Young men, young girls, this is a time you make a study. A firm study. I am not going to put a shadow on the name of Jesus. I am not going to put a shadow on the message of the hour. I am not going to put a shadow on the course of Christianity. But instead of a shadow, I am going to shed the light. The light of the message. The light of this hour. To every person that comes across me. You see, if, if you happen to meet your pastor together with your colleagues, and then you greet, and she says, or he says, this is my pastor. And they say, oh yeah. He is the one. You find a lot of curiosity. And the pastor what does? Hey, he's your pastor. He looks at him. Yeah. Until the pastor, until the pastor wonders. Do you know why? Because your life has spoken so much about your pastor. Not your mouth. Not your mouth. But your life. Your conduct. Until somebody wants to see that pastor. Hey, this is the one. You know. 
How many would like to do that? Let your life speak. Let your life speak about your church. Let your life speak about the cause of the message. The cause of Christianity. Let your life speak. Let your life cast a, a light. Not a shadow. Not a shadow. Everywhere I say, granted, Lord, may I, never, may, may I never do nothing in my life. Or in other words, may I never do anything in my life. In my life, may I never behave. May I never act. May I never walk. May I never dress. May I never speak. Anything in my life that will put a shadow on your name. If you are working, because some of you may be working, how many people here are working? How many? I'm not talking about the. I know there are people who are not youth here. Like, uh, like my children, all my children are not youth. So when we are here, my children are not youth. And when we are here, I am not your father. I am your grandfather. I have no child of your age. Because you are here as youth that are not married. Next year, but I've started planning for a 50th year anniversary on the pulpit. Preaching the message. Preaching the message, not my birthday. My birthday is on 28th this month. When I'll be celebrating my 72nd year. April 28th. So, I'm speaking to you humanly like your grandfather. Bodily. Okay? Now, I'm asking. How many here are working? Okay. You are very fortunate. At your age, you are, you are not in the bracket of jobless people. Namtoe kitu kwa hii convention. Kama mwajiliwa, mtoe kitu. Mweko ni chemufu na mkonvention yinu. Okay? But I'm saying, na hii in your place of work, the way you work, cast the light. Cast the light. 
Before your boss, cast the light. Before your colleagues, cast the light. Let the light shine. Jesus said, You are the light of the world. Be the light in your place of work. Be the light in your village. Don't be a shadow. A shadow of the message. A shadow of Christ. But be the light. So, may I never do nothing in my life that would put a shadow on your name or your cause. And I will do all that I can to serve you. I thank you for this in the name of, of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let's read another quote. Said in the name of Lord. An example, being a good example. Hallelujah. Now this one, my he's quite young. Or is it she? He my my another preacher coming along. He is dedicating a baby. I hope. Now this one, my my, he's quite young. Is it she? Oh have a He Mine. Another preacher coming along. Remember, this is at a dedication. I hope. What's the name? Mika. 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 I'm speaking on him this morning. Mika Edward. Mika Edward. That's a fine name. Now, my wife could do this a lot better than when it comes to. To holding him. Because I'm always, I'm also afraid that I'll break them when they are, they are eating. What a sweet little thing. Them little eyes just looking around. He saw little. Heavenly Father, this young couple again walks up here to offer you the results of their union of the life. You have given them to lay in the admonition of God. Bless this little Mika. God, I pray that you will make him a man like Mika in the Bible. Granted, Father, give to him the blessings of God. Bless his father and mother. Listen to these words. Make him an inspiration here on earth. 
Mufule chokula bidako wano kunsi. A great stepping stone for the cause of Christ. E jinja elien kukunala elio kulinyako kuruomu ni mugwa kristu. Make him what? Mufule chi? An inspiration. E chokula bidako. Here on earth. In other words, let him become an object of inspiration. When people look at his life, he inspires them to serve you. You know. You know, you, 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 inspiring others, inspiring people. You may find people that are so discouraged about Christianity, about the message. They see you. They see your conduct. They see the way you do things. And then you become their inspiration. They are inspired. To serve, to serve God. In other words, you, by your conduct, by your behavior, by the way you do things, you inject life into some that are dying. Hallelujah! You can inject life into the girls that are backsliding. Into the boys that are sinning. And they are sinning. But you talk to them. They see you. They see your conduct. What do you do? You inspire them. You inject life in them. When they are feeling. To walk in this Lord of Christianity. Right? You put courage in them. You inspire their lives. That's what you ought to be. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, Kati, uh, Brother Bram talks about, about uh, Osborne. Brother Bram Osborne. Osborne was a, was a boy. Confused. How many, how many have ever heard of T.L. Osborne? T.L. Osborne. All right. He was a great preacher. But T.L. Osborne, he was kind of discouraged. But he came to Brother Branham's meeting. That is eh, the meeting that was there in Oregon. And he saw what happened. This maniac man, he came to attack Brother Branham. Because he was used to do it to breaking meetings in that place. When he was moving towards the, the platform, all the preachers that were there, everybody ran his own way. His way. And Brother Branham was left alone there. And this man came, threatened to crush him. And Brother Bram stood his ground. Brother Bram, 
He told him, because you have challenged the servant of God, you will bow before me in the name of Jesus Christ. And this man went round, round, and then fell in front of him. Now, when T. L. Osborne Osborne, I don't know what corner he was hiding. But he was watching the goings on. <laughs> he said, Oh, that is great. A man of God challenging the devil. And making the devil to bow before him. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now. Tears born went. Tears born again. And he shut himself in a, in, a, in a room. He never left that room. He never. And he said God. If a man of God can do this. I can do something. And the ministry of T.L. Osborne was inspired by William Marion Branham. Can you inspire somebody to serve God? Just like Brother Branham inspired somebody into the ministry. It's the ministry of miracles and wonders. Young preachers inspire others. Let, let it be like you have the fire. And others are coming to, to let to let their banners from you and go out and burn everywhere with the gospel. You are an inspiration. Come, people talk to you. People talk to you. They are inspired to serve God. They are inspired to live for God. This is what you need. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Inspired. Bless his father and mother. Make him an inspiration. Here on earth. A great stepping stone for the cause of Christ. Stepping stone for the cause of Christ. Maybe you say, Pastor Guadalupe. Yes, where do we come? In we as girls, we wow, fataba, what boys can go out there and inspire. Preach the gospel. What about ourselves? Is there anything we can do? Ourselves? We are supposed just to be in the kitchen. And then, how many of you are in the kitchen? 
Katiba meka kumabari mufumbiro. How many of you? Wameka. Let us be. Let us look at the reality. At tunulide echa na madala. It looks like that one has been forgotten. Chira vike chocha chera biruada. The kitchen issue has been forgotten. Songa ye fumbiro yera biruada. Okay, I'm not on that now. Ati siri kwecho. That is, is for the married. Echo chaba fumbo. And you people are not married. Atemwete muliba fumbo. So. Orecho. Let me see, sir. Let me see whether there is something you can do. Now, I'm talking about women's ministry. Do women have a ministry in this message? Watch out. Don't just say amen. I can call you. To come and explain. What you mean by that amen? Which ministry? Okay. Women's ministry. Serving outside the home. And I was asking, do sisters have, or women, do they have ministry in this message? But outside sister, the home. This is an issue very much in our church. Now, right now, right now. There are some sisters who have been in the forefront doing, push, doing things. And people are saying, ah, our sisters are leading us. There's a question in our church. Hey, sisters have become leaders. Hey, they are leading us. So, you men, if you sleep, Sisters will wake up and do things. But sister, but Jakuzuka Bakolevi into. And you, they will leave you complaining there. And they will be right in the message. He Mubaka Mwenini Gabatufu. Watch out, men. He Basaja Mwegende is it. Sisters. But sister. They will do exploits. When you are just sitting there complaining. And they will be right in the message. So let me talk about it. And I'm quoting. Do you think it is right for women to do personal work outside the church? Brother Barnum was asked. He answers. us. Yes. Do you think it is right for women to do personal work? Outside the church. The answer is what? 
Azemuchi. Come on, answer. Mudemu. Do you think it is right for women to do personal work outside the church? Can you answer? 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 Can you That is just a question, not a scriptural question, but certainly I do. Yes, sir. Basobola. We are all workers together. I want to hear an amen. amen. We are all workers together. Men and what? Men and women. You see, I find many people are overboard. When it comes to our sisters, the fact that the Bible and the message says women do not preach. It is a seed that some people interpreted that one to mean sisters can never do anything. They have nothing they can do in church except sitting there and saying amen and We are all workers together. Women have their places and certainly they do. Yes, sir. Just do all. All. Sisters. Just do all. All what? All the personal work you can do. And God will bless you for it. Right? Or what? Personal. Personal work. Hmm. Or you, I think God, I thank God that I am not an idolater. How many are idolaters here? None. But when I look around there, I can guess 90% of people seated here are idolaters. How many admit they are idolaters? How many? How many admit they are idolaters? Okay, none. But I can see 90%. Idolaters seated here. The only place where there is no idolaters is here. Can I expose the idolaters? 
Nyasanguzaba sinza baby fanani. Eh? Basanguze. Those who are saying yes are the ones. Ababa gamantu wewa obebo. All right, listen now. I'm just teasing you a little bit. I want to listen. Uh, when I think, I thank God that I am not an idolater. Wait just a minute. Let's examine by the word. Say, Gambe. You would say, I wouldn't worship an idol. That doesn't altogether mean you worship an idol. You just have to be idol. idol. And then you become an idolater. <laughs> Did you get the idolater? <laughs> who is an, an idolater? Somebody who is what? Oh, Idol. You're not doing anything to God. That is the meaning of idolater. So, sister, don't be idolater. Right? Don't be idolaters. Idolater is doing nothing. Idolater, Right? You do nothing in the kingdom of God. You go to church. Yeah, that's all right. You go back home. Do nothing about it. Brother. A real born again man or a woman can't start still. A man and a woman that is born again cannot start cannot just be doing nothing. Cannot be an idolater. There is something in them. They have got to testify. They have got to do something. They are about to do something. They can't hold their peace. Hallelujah. Amen. Who are idolaters? They are Christians who do nothing. Nothing. Brothers and sisters doing nothing. The only thing they do is to go to church and come back. You wait for the next church. You go to the fellowship. We come back. And do nothing. These are idolaters. From the word idol. Doing nothing. They don't serve God in any way. They don't spread the light. They don't testify. There is nothing they do. Caesars are not that way. 
They are not bound to be that way. They must do something. Sisters, don't be idolaters. There is something you can do in the kingdom of God. There is a work you can do outside, outside the home. One of them testify. Okay. Now, listen. There are many things. Let me, let me, let me just read. They are about to do something. You are about to do something. They can't hold their peace. Okay. There is probably many amongst uh, sitting here tonight that if you just done what God told him to do to, 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 to a long time ago, he would be preaching the gospel somewhere. Do something. Don't just stand still. Get out. If you are not a preacher, testify. Can you all, all of you say, testify? Testify. When we talk about preachers, you may not be there. Don't pull back. Don't Don't I have nothing I can do. Start in the front line. You may, you may not preach. But testify. Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, if you are not a preacher, testify. Do something somewhere. Don't start still. In other words, eh? if you are a believer, a man or a woman, don't be useless in the church. Be useful. Don't be barren. Don't be unproductive. Be productive. For God. If you are washing the dishes, why? Testify to the neighbor. Yeah. Get out and pass tracks. Get out and do what? Pass tracks. I know one sister. Sister in a in Nairobi. Wherever she was free. She would get a, a bunch of trucks and start at the gate of the supermarket. People coming in and going out. 
and giving them traps. Her extra time. There is a work you can do. Outside. He goes to read that. People go and read that tract. You never know in 100, 100 people. Two, two people could be convinced. convinced Who preached to them? Who brought them to judge? You. You brought them there. Did you preach? No. But you did something else. You passed the track. Were you within the message? Yes. You never broke the word. But you are working. Look at Jehovah Witness. They carry big bags full of trucks. Men and women. They go knocking on doors. And they give people trucks. They give the trucks. People even ask questions. Is it wrong for a sister to answer a question, a Bible question? Is it right? Chitufu. Do you see, brother, the kind of people we have here? They, they don't don't you know why they are keeping quiet? Because they are thinking they are preaching. Because you are thinking, if you open your mouth, and you are discussing with somebody. Tell them about baptism. Tell him about baptism. What about baptism? Tell him about the message. Some of you think you are preaching. You are not preaching. You are talking. And you are talking the Bible. Nothing wrong with talking the Bible. Nothing wrong with discussing the Bible. What is to testify? Should you testify? Sisters, should you testify? Sister Musando, What is to testify? What is to testify? You tell them I'm a believer of the message. Have we have a message for, for in this hour. There's a prophet that came in our day. And he says, no, the last prophet was John. No, no, no. The Bible says there was another one to come. Where is that written? You open the Bible. You show him. You're not preaching. You are testifying. Just like you can talk about anything, any other topic. That's not preaching. Alright? But you are serving God in that manner. You are testifying. Do you understand? There's a work for you outside the church. Don't be idle. Don't be an idolater. Let me ask you. Supposing your pastor tells you, each one of you, if you don't bring one person, 
church kukanisa you will be excommunicated how many would wait to be excommunicated you would work day at what okay day and night to bring one that is how you should work. As if you will be excommunicated if you don't bring one. Within one, within one month. Let me ask you. Supposing all of you in three months brought one person to be baptized. That means this church within three months will be double. Supposing we continue like that for a year. How big would our church be? Just one person in two weeks, in two, in two months. One. One. If you are in school, you are hunting somebody to tell the message. Every evening. If it is you, young people, you go out there. Every one of you brings one person. There is a great potential here for the growth of the church. Yeah. If we can activate you people, if we can inspire you, you need to be inspired. You need to be activated for Christ. And that's why we are here. You have been brought here to be activated. We have brought you here to inspire you. What, what else? What else? What else? What else is, is, is great for us to do? In this world. What is greater than serving God? Is it getting money? Is it going to school? Getting another degree? another Is that what is so, so important? So great? Is it building? Is it whatever there? Imagine how, how much energy is employed in the past week. To buy a car or, or a house. How much energy is applied there? Just to have a car. Just to have a house. Even people don't spend a lot of energy even for more important things like husband and the wife. I would understand a little if he spent all that energy to get a wife. It's a better thing than the car. Just a car. So much energy. Is it a car that can be hit in the streets and is finished? You cannot imagine the other week. The other week. week my new car. New car. 
I was driving. Nali mvuka. And a bus and a bus came. Bus ni japu. If you want to know what it means. Buboyagalo kumanya chechitegeza. There's a sister who had a passion for that car. When she had just been hit. She moaned and she was almost crying. She my car. And she was so happy to see me driving it. That was that day. The following day. Within the same area. Another bus came. I saw the 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 number plate number plate thrown up there. The, the whole of the front. These things are useless. To bring it back use a lot of money. To bring it back. What about you taking one soul? It will be forever. Forever! One soul. What are we doing? Where are we idolaters? You are potential. Use your energy. In the time, use, use your youth. Inspire somebody. Be a stepping stone. Be a stepping stone. Glory be to God. Now, many of you ministers that's out there that ba come in late. Okay, sorry. Don't start still. If you're washing the dishes, why? Testify to the neighbor. Get out and pass tracks. Do something. Don't start still. What is in your heart? Get doing something. And whatever is at your hand, use it. Use it. Many of you ministers that are out there that come in late and isn't represented on a platform that have come late and isn't represented on the platform, do the same thing. Go out somewhere. Are you listening? You women, even in your neighborhood, you women, you women, even in your neighborhood, go at the hospitals. Sisters, you women, go at the hospitals. Pray for the sick. Where? In the hospitals. Let me ask you. How many here? 
specifically go to the hospital to pray for the sick. You put up your hand. Just one. From your house, not mm. that you go to see a patient and then you see another one next to you and you pray. No. I'm saying from home you are visiting the hospital and you are going specifically to pray for the sick. You move from one word to another word. One word to another word. One word to another word. You are praying for the sick. You are known to be a sister who prays for the, for the sick. You have a ministry. Ministry of what? Not of preaching. Laying hands on the sick. Where is your ministry in the scripture? Mark 16. They shall lay their hand on the sick. And the sick shall recover. It doesn't say, it doesn't say only men. The believers. Are you a believer? The believers shall lay their hand on the sick. And the sick shall recover. It is so bad. Believers of the message don't do that. Who taught you? Who taught you? We should be seeing a horde of you jumping from one word to another word, praying for the sick. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? Is it scriptural? Is it scriptural? Yeah? I've already read for you here the prophet also. Even yeah. Okay, go out somewhere. You women even. You women even. In your neighborhood. Go out at the hospitals. Right? Pray for the sick. Believe it. Exercise your faith. And do something for God. Children. Quickly before Jesus comes. Let me ask you. How many can be stubborn? Or how many, how many cannot be stubborn? If a sister came, God bless you, brother. I'm Sister Jane. Yeah. Mm. I have a ministry of praying for the sick in the hospital. <laughs> I know 99% of you will think she is a Pentecostal. <laughs> Pentecostal. 
that is what we want out of you now. Out of this generation. That's what we want to see. Did you hear me? Yes. Wow. Praying for the sick. I remember in 1974. That time we were working with the Pentecost. I'm going to give my life history. After this, I'm going, I'm going to give my life history. I'm going to give my testimony. Remember, I have not started preaching my message. I'm just laying the foundation. Now, uh, we used to have one sister. That sister, she knew by that time that she would not preach. In 1974, we didn't have many women preachers. And the Pentecostals were more scriptural, more scriptural than they are today. So she knew and in our midst, there were not preachers. There are not no women preachers. So she was praying for the sick. We would have a crusade. And women would preach. I was not a big preacher by that time. So I was not preaching. So our senior ministers were preaching. Preaching no I mean, in the crusade. crusade. Preach. Prove by the Bible. Healing and everything else. Preach. After they finished preaching, we would get a chair. We tell the sister. She was called Margaret. Margaret sat there. Margaret too And Margaret would come. Margaret This is the crusade. She would sit there. Margaret She would lay her hand. And pray. And pray. And pray. And then she would wake up. Let me tell you the truth. After that prayer, that side, cripples are walking. This side, the eyes are being opened. That side, all kinds of confusion as people are getting healed. One crusade we had. I am telling you the the what? What do you call the the emitia? The crashes, crashes. And walking sticks. And everything. Else. They filled a whole room after that. Out of her prayer. Did she preach? No. Men preached. Then she prayed for the sick. She never even addressed the congregation. Just standing there and praying. God, God had blessed her with a gift of faith. 
faith. Okukiriza. So she prayed by faith. Was she unscriptural? No. She just prayed for the sick. I'm talking to women. In this message. In this message. Yeah. There is a work outside. The home. There is a work that it can be done. And you will be scriptural. Let me repeat. Go out somewhere. You women. You women. Even. You women, even in your neighborhood, go at the hospitals. Pray for the sick. Believe it. Exercise your faith. And do something for God's children. Quickly before Jesus comes. That's a quote I'm reading to you. Pray for the sick. We should be testifying. You young people, whatever it is, you may not preach. Maybe God never called you to preach. But if you are a housewife, are you still, are you still listening? Can I hear an amen? If you are what? A housewife, or whatever you are, a teenager. How many teenagers are here? Can you raise up your heart? Teenager, you're not here 20. Teenagers, raise up your heart. Teenagers, let's do something. Even the teenagers. And live a life that makes the people say, Well, that is a Christian going out there. That's a Christian. You are serving God. A teenager. You look at you. That's a Christian going out there. What are you doing by that? You are serving God. You are not an idolater. Away with the idolaters. Away with the Going to church. Coming back from church. And passing through the, the, the chips place to eat chips. Going to church. Coming back. Idolaters. And then Monday. They go to work. In order to buy a car. And to pay the house. Year out. Idolaters. They never, if there is anything they do to church, it is just to say amen before they start dosing. 
just like idolaters. Away with the idolaters. Hallelujah. Amen. So what we are saying here is we are talking about Joshua. Joshua. An ideal example over youth. Example, okay? And we have a late quote here. Let my life be a stepping stone. Let my life be an example. Let my story, my life, inspire somebody strengthen somebody for that matter this morning we had the testimony of Pastor Gideon I want to give you my testimony of my life of my my life between salvation and the time I got married. I am not going to give you a life, my life after I am married because it's not relevant in this convention. What is relevant is a life before marriage which is your life and the, the, the main attenders of this convention are those that are not married I have showed you you can work for God I have showed you you can serve God I have showed you you don't have to be an idolater Men and ladies, both boys and girls, I've shown you that. Therefore, I'm just giving you as an example. If maybe my life can inspire you. Maybe you can drive an example from it. Would you like to hear it? Would you like to hear it? Now, uh, next year I'll be 51 years in the message. So I've served the Lord in preaching this message for 50 years. Now, this is how it is started. I was in high school. Yeah, I was in high school. And in my, in my final year, in Form 6, 
I wonder, you still have it here? Yeah. Yeah. After form four? Yes. Yeah, you still have this. I was telling the church the other day. And they were not getting me. Because I was a teacher. I am more a teacher here than Kenya, in Kenya. Here I can teach. The system here. The books used here. They're the same books I used. Kenya's education has gone completely out of our, our understanding. I don't know what it is. Until I'm irrelevant. But here I am. And we, because when I was learning, we were doing the same exam with Ugandans. Uganda. I don't remember whether Tanzania was there. But it was yeah. called East Africa. East Africa. East Africa. There was East Africa Examination Council. Do you understand? And we were doing the same, the same what? Exam. If you did your form for examination in 1971, we sat, you sat with me the same papers. The same exam. Here in Uganda. The same. Before that, we never had an examination body in East Africa. Our exams were coming from Cambridge University. I'm giving you a little bit of history. So, in Form 4, it was the final year to do with the Cambridge. So, it was set by East African Examination Council to get in collaboration with Cambridge. So, no, just before we start for my exams, in the month of uh, March, March, July there, I felt a very big burden. And I felt I needed salvation. Nobody preached to me. But a conviction came into my heart. So I went looking for someone to preach to me. So I, I used to see some boys that were Christians. I got one of them. I told him, I want, to, I want you to preach to pay to me salvation. And he sat down and he preached to me salvation. My dear, I'm the one who has got to seek for him. Then after he finished preaching, I told him, no, okay, okay. Then we now go and decide. Then after, well, then I, I would meet him on the 
pathways. You ask me, have you made the decision? I'll tell you, wait a minute. Wait. Just wait. I'm going to make a decision. He did that several times. Finally, I remember I was standing in a, in a, a special room for prefects. And we were just a few. Uh, we didn't have a lesson, but others were in classrooms. And it came strongly to me there. You need to be saved. You need to be saved. So I said, All right. One, two, three. I'm now saved. No cause. There was a fellow sit, sitting next to me. You know, we are looking on our files there. We are reading. I told him, you know what? I've just been saved here. He broke into laughter. Saved here. Here. And he would laugh. <laughs> and that decision stuck. From that day, I was a Christian. I was saved. I was convinced. Now, I want to tell you something. I was such a strong Christian. I will give you an example. During our days, boys would be put into the school bus. And they would be taken to a girls' school. On a Saturday night. And they would go there and mingle with the girls and dance with them until maybe 10. Do you do that today? Is it done like that today? Why are you so quiet, you people? Does it happen? Yeah? It is us. Yani in a school, the boys are put in a school truck driven to a girls' boarding school. Put in a hall to dance. Together. Does it happen? Yeah? Some yes, some. Some yes, some no. If it happens, then you are very good. You try that in Kenya. Terrible things will happen. People have changed. 
and young people of this age have changed. No head teacher can try that. Today. But in those days, it was common. So, while I've just gotten saved, let me say here, if there is anything I loved, above many things, it is dancing. I really enjoyed it. And I was very good in dancing. These days I try to dance at an hour for the Lord and I don't know how to dance. But, I, but, but, but I really knew how to do it. That means there was a spirit. Now, immediately we got saved uh, a bus load full of girls were dropped in our school on Saturday. Dancing another time. Every boy got a girl, every boy, they were chaired. The girls are chaired. It used to be like that. When girls come, they are chaired among the boys. You get, you get a girl, you take her out. You walk in there and go around there. This, is, this is a lab. You walk around. <laughs> and you feel good. And the boys will feel good. So the beautiful girls are the ones who would go first. So, such a thing came. All the boys who are saved with me, they said no. Let us dance this one as a ah, And they were all in. And they got sent the other team. And now they, they are dancing with the girls. If there was any other boy, I don't know. But I knew I was the only one who stood and said, No. I am saved now. Although I loved dancing, but now I am saved. I can't go to that. And I stood firm. All the others. After the girls had gone, they were coming to the Christian Union, patting their heads. <laughs> we fell, we fell. So I stood. Just to show how, how I loved dancing, and how the heart of God when I said I'm saved delivered me and that was over. One day, one day we were to go to 
we had to be taken by our bus to a girl's school Saturday evening. That day, we had a sports somewhere. We are taken to another school to pray volleyball. So, so we came. So we had to prepare quickly. And jump into the bus. So by the time now I prepared myself, the bus left. But I was told the bus has gone to the petrol station to fuel. It will pass through the school gate on the way to the girls' school. So with some other boys, we were waiting for the bus. So the bus came. We said, eh? But the bus just did We looked at each other. We are left. We are not going to dance now. I, I think we were crazy. We said, let us follow it. We followed the bus on foot. Then we reached somewhere. We saw it was not possible now. Because it was not near. It was about 50 kilometers. Away. So we were with some boys there who had money. He said, okay, let us hire a vehicle. Listen, for a student to hire a vehicle student. in 1973, the economic situation of our country in 1973, a schoolboy hiring a vehicle that was not easy. But the boys I had, they said we are going to hire one. And we hired one. So we got in the vehicle. Until we reached the school. By the time we reached there, all the beautiful girls were cheered out. Only the ugly ones were <laughs> And we were very disappointed dancing with ugly ones. We disappointed Now, Kati, that is the person Crazy with the dancing like that. God saved. And then a dancing group came in the school. Not now traveling. They are in the school. And, and faced face with the temptation. And I stood. You can study. You can study. Once you make up your mind with Christ, he is able. He is able to keep you. Keep your salvation. Mean it without your heart. And start on that ground. Now, 
right. We are just consulting about time. Can I go on? Can I finish my testimony? Are you learning, have you learned something so far? You can make up your mind. About Christ. You don't have to stagger around. Don't stagger around. After that, I went, after I went out of school. After the holiday. I met the boys, the ones we used to, to dance with. And we loved certain songs. You know, when I would face them, they would put the songs that they know I enjoy. I'm telling you, even shaking my toe like this, I could never shake it. You know, after you are saved and you have loved a song, even if, even if you sing, you don't sing. Even if you don't sing, your big toe will do. And then you remember, oh, I'm saved. I'm saved. <laughs> even shaking that toe, I could never shake. And they would look at me. What is wrong? What has happened? Then I would tell them. I got saved. Now I'm saved. I can't do it. That one is over. I'm through with that. Now. After I left school. That is my life in school. After I left school, I don't know how it happened. Uh, by the time, I told you the time I got saved is about June, July there. We did the exam. November, December. We went out. Now, when I went out, even at that age, in salvation, I started preaching in our local Presbyterian church. There is a, a point I want to, to say before I come to that. When I got saved, every morning, we woke up before six. And we gathered in one classroom. And that's where we were praying. Praying before, before the school starts. While there, I was taught we must receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And so, every time we met for prayers, the older boys, 
Their faith will lay hard on us to receive the Holy Ghost. So it, came, it became so, uh, so strengthened in me. It's not over. I must receive the Holy Ghost. So my zeal started there. Even when I'm not in that room, I would have my own private prayers in isolated places for the Holy Ghost. So, when it came to our final closing, the closing no, he allowed, uh, allowed uh, the beginning of August and we were to go for the final term so, so that now the next time in November, December, that's when we would do the exam. Right? I, I felt, I felt, I felt how can I go and testify? Because I want to go and testify. Without the Holy Ghost. So, I sought the Holy Ghost with a lot of vigor. How? I need the Holy Ghost. So that when I go to testify to people, I'll testify with the Holy Ghost. So every morning, before school starts, in the classroom, Lord, fill me with the Holy Ghost. In the course of the day, when I didn't have a lesson, I was getting myself in a, in a store somewhere. Kneel down there. Say, God, fill me with the Holy Ghost. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. When we were in a Christian union, we were there. Every meeting, those who don't have the Holy Ghost, come. We pray for you. The other boys, we pray for us. So one day, I didn't go to the Christian Union. So, in that class, in that, after, after, the, after the, the, the Christian Union, the Christian Union, uh, it was a day that we were cleaning the school so that in, in the evening we have the final assembly and then tomorrow morning we go home. So a brother came when he was just far away from me I saw his smile he was smiling so in a glorious manner. Even before he reached where I was, I knew this one has received the Holy Ghost. You know what he told me? Very smiling and happy and glorious. I received the Holy Ghost last night. Oh, I felt so sorry for not going to the Christian Union last night. And I felt a surge of envy and jealousy. I said, God, today, you will feel me. Today, tomorrow, 
I cannot go home without the Holy Ghost. I was a prefect. prefect. So I was supervising some from once watching. A lab, a lab. I'm telling you, I forgot I had boys to supervise. I told God, now I'm going down to the field where there is a bush for you to feel me the Holy Ghost. And I walked down there alone. Then, it's like running. Where are you going? I'm going to receive the Holy Ghost. I went down there. And I knelt down. I, I prayed. prayed. I prayed. I prayed. And then the hooter for lunch went up. I said, okay. Let me go for lunch. I woke up, went for lunch. After lunch, the brother I would receive the Holy Ghost last night, I told him, take me down to the field today. I want to receive the Holy Ghost today. So we went down with him. Two, two of us. Went down to the bush there. We knelt down. I'm telling you the first word. I don't know even when the first one had a sense. But the power of God came down on me. I felt like I'm light in the air. I was feeling like a bird flying all over. And I was speaking at the top of my voice. And what I was speaking, I don't know what language that one is. I don't know for how long. But when I came to myself, I found boys standing far there. They were asking, what has happened? Has he been beaten by a snake? I'm telling you from there, I jumped up and ran. Everybody I found in the school and belong to the CU, Christian Union. Christian Union. Do you know? Omanyi? I've seen the Holy Ghost. I would remember another one. I would find him maybe talking to her. Come on. Do you know? I've seen the Holy Ghost. So the following day, not even that evening, we were allowed to go get out of school and go to the shopping center near. So when I was going there, one of them looked at me. One unbeliever looked at me. What's wrong with you? Ask why. You can see something on your face. My dear, it's an unbeliever. Receiving the Holy Ghost is not just emotions. There is a Shekinah glory that comes on your face. And this man could see the glory. I did not explain to him, but I said, okay. But he, he witnessed it. Now, so, we went for holiday. holiday. I am with the Holy Ghost. Just as I asked God. 
God can give you the Holy Ghost anywhere you want. Just believe with all your heart. You receive the Holy Ghost. Forget about that bunch of people who say you receive the Holy Ghost when you believe. That, that, that is nonsense. That's nonsense. You receive the Holy Ghost with a definite experience. So now, I was there with the Presbyterians. I was preaching there. I started preaching immediately. Then we came back to school. November. November. We did our exams. December. We were out. I started the Presbyterian place. Ne, preaching there. Going with my guitar. And preaching now and testifying. I was so prayerful. I would go to the bush. Spread our prayer. In the forest alone. It was so wonderful. So sweet. Especially I love to speak in tongues for two hours. Praying in tongues for two hours. I was feeling lifted up. Until the Presbyterian Church expelled me. They came and looked at me and said. The way you are doing. Is not Presbyterian. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, now by that time, the exams were out. I felt I never qualified to go to the university. So I decided to take a job. Those days with A-level. You could get, it is people who chase you for job. Not you looking for the job. I was simply persuaded to yeah. take a job. So I took a job of teaching in a secular school. I was teaching, I was teaching, I was, I was, I was teaching geography and history. Sometimes I would teach commerce. And there was another subject called health science. All of those subjects I could teach. While I was a teacher. That's when I started the real preaching. We had a group. That was called. Nyeri team. Nyeri is our town. Nyeri is our town. How many have ever heard of Nyeri? Yeah, Nyeri? Nyeri is a town. Nyeri so is actually a, it was a district. We found a team. Young men, young men and girls. Every Sunday. Sunday. We were in the market. Preaching. Every market day. Every market day. We were going around. I'm just going quickly now. Soon I can now, one day, listen. If there is a time I have ever heard God speak to me, it is that time. 
Or let me say, uh, let me say, let me add something there. While we were with that team, we were also with another group called Gorillas for Christ. Here you are used for Gorillas from Museveni and for the other people. <laughs> And some of you maybe talk of your experience with the gorilla of Museveni. Me have an experience gorilla for Christ. In other words, our policy was to hate and run for Christ. Our way was very, very uncouth. What would we go, what would we do as gorillas? Would visit a, a Presbyterian church. We would sit there. Mostly we would push right here in the front. Would you push? would push right at the front. After he preaches, where he is going, another jumps up and comes again on the He continues, he continues. The third one, or the fourth one, preaches and preaches and makes an altar call. If people come, they pray for them after the prayer. God is for Christ. We go to another church. <laughs> the then we would go to another church. Like that, like that. In that manner, our group grew and became a huge group. Gorillas for Christ. Now, while I was with Gorillas and the Nyeri team, God spoke to me. I can confidently say God spoke to me. One more point. While uh, we are doing this, and while I am in this group, remember I am a believer of the message. And when I was in school, we got the message book. One boy taught us the seven church ages. After his teaching, that made us crazy. 
We knew now is the coming of the Lord. The prophet has come. Now is the end time. Now we believe that. But now where is the church? We don't know whether, whether there was going to be a church. No church. No even idea of a church. But we have, we have got that faith. Some of these we are going with are Pentecostals. Right? And uh, we were different. Although we were going together. Because we didn't know what to do. What to do with the message after that. There was no church anywhere. And nobody knew about a church anymore. Just a message we have said is good. So that's why I'm saying the Lord spoke to me. He told me. You are going to stop this kind of preaching. You are going into another kind of ministry. Not this one. And then I told my group. The Lord spoke to me. And told me I'm going to leave this this kind of preaching we are having. And this group. I'm going into another kind of Preaching. They looked at one another. They said, eh, He wants to backslide. This one is backsliding now. Did I understand what kind of a ministry? No. But just the Lord spoke to me. So, in the process of uh, working together like that, this is 1974. They started identifying me as a preacher. So in our conventions, convention is a they would give me one meeting. So in December 1974, in one national convention, Convention, I was not a leader. So the leaders where they sat and started allocating meetings, they allocated me a meeting to preach about the baptism. I want to listen. Specifically, I was given the topic. Baptism. And by this time, they never knew. I'm a believer of the message of Branham. And I have known there is no Trinity. And I have known there is no baptism in the titles. And they never knew. What they wanted me to preach is to prove that baptism is after salvation. Because of Number two is by immersion. It is not for babies. So if you are a baby, you are baptized as a baby, you will be baptized again. 
three things. So, the question was, are you going to preach to tell them baptism is in Jesus' name and that there is no trinity? What is going to happen? In my life as a Christian, there are some major decisions I've ever made. That was one of the major decisions I had to make. That was so hard. So hard. I prayed, I said, Lord, what do I say? If I tell these people that to me, you see the preachers, their head, their heads, are baptized in titles. And now I'm telling them that they need to be baptized. Themselves. Themselves. Are they going to accept to be baptized? How is it going to be? I'm telling you what I said. I said, God, whatever happens, if I know it, that's what I'll preach. I stood in the pulpit. I preached about baptism. It is after salvation. Baptism. Not for babies. Baptism. Is by immersion. Not sprinkling. And there was shouting. There was amen. There was people standing and sharing. After, um, after I was through, then I asked. Then in what name? The meeting became quiet. You could drop a pin. And a little look at me. What does he mean? I started. I said, there is no trinity. They looked at me like blasphemy. They looked at me like a cat that has entered in a house with a rat in her mouth. <laughs> what is he saying? I hammered on that. I went to the book of Acts. I went to Isaiah. And the meeting was quiet. I could only see here and amen there. Amen. Another one there. Amen. Another one there. Amen. And you know who are those? They were also believers of the message. <laughs> Then they started writing papers. And they came to me. I look at the paper. What about John this? What about this scripture? I would keep it down. I would preach another, another paper. I decided now these papers are going to confuse me. So I get the paper. Paper. I get it down. I went on. I hammered. I hammered. 
Now the preachers and the great leaders there was one comfortable. They were talking to each other. I went on preached. After I finished, I went out. Went stood down there. Alone. Like a prophet. <laughs> And somebody would come, look at me, and then go. <laughs> Another one would come, <laughs> look at me, some preachers. Some I remember one lady, she came, she told me, Pastor. No, not even pastor now. Preacher. Me, I was, I was baptized in the name of the Father. By immersion. What do I do? I remember, I remember how I answered. Go to church. You need to be baptized again. <laughs> in a very tough, in a very tough voice. <laughs> It was such a funny experience. Hey, why <laughs> Unfortunately, after that meeting, I was just to go, to come out of the convention and go home. So I went to home. On the way, I made up my mind. From today, I will never preach again with the Pentecostals. I am going to start a message church. And my deal, I never knew there were other people in the country who believe the message. I never knew. Except the people who believed with me in the school. And most of them were in school. Only a few, about two, about, about one who was with me. In the whole world. Except the books that came. And we read. Nothing more. No message church. Nowhere. But something told me. I'm going to start a message church. The one who spoke to me that my ministry will change. I'm not going to continue pre preaching with that group and that way. I believe it's the one who led me to say now it's a message church. When I went back to my town, I got two people. A girl, and one a little bit older lady. We started there. In my house, two. Another boy came. Three. For a long time, we were three. 
The church has started. Amen. Amina. My dear, all this time, I am not baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Who is going to baptize me? There's nobody. There's <laughs> nobody. So, in the course of time, I had a certain Pentecostal who was baptizing in the name of Jesus Christ. And, he was called, and they were called disciples of Christ. I, went to, I called him in my house. I preached to him Godhead. I asked him, do you believe it? That? He said, yes. I believe it that way. He said, you believe it? All right. God baptized me. He took me to I, I preached for my pre, I, for the person to baptize. I preached for the person to baptize me. <laughs> when I fully converted him, when to I baptized him, he took me to the river. From there, somebody came. I baptize him. From there, people started coming from all over to my house. My house was next to the river. Somebody comes even at night in the river. I had a dog. Whenever the dog saw people were changing clothes, it used to wag his tail and started leading towards the river. <laughs> to the river. So, my church started like that. Slowly by slowly, more and more people. More people. Now you are a message believer. Because I was a teacher, I preached the school almost three quarters. They were believers. A lot of them are, are there even today. In different churches that believed in that. It is now preaching everywhere. I don't know whether I can go ahead, but there are many things I could say. Let me give you one fact. If one day ended without me converting somebody, leading somebody to Christ, and get from me, one day, that I have not led somebody today. That was very hard. Every day, I was reading someone to Christ. Now, you think this was, it was a joke? If I meet you, after a few minutes, I'm on you about Christ. And I push you. 
Until you kneel down, I you. you accept Christ. No, Christ. I am walking along the road. I find a homestead. I enter. Somehow I was, had a way of getting everybody. Yeah, yeah, I preached them. I preached I preached them. them. I stay there even the night. I sleep there. By tomorrow, I've converted the whole family. And you see family That was the order of the day. Such a conviction. Such a fire. I remember one day. I was sitting in my house. And there was a school nearby. A seventh day school. With hundreds of children. I said. Why can't I go to preach this school? I woke up. I went to the school. I went to the office of the headmaster. My name is so and so. I want to preach the whole school. I said what? I want to preach the whole school. When? Now. Now. But there are lessons. They stop the lessons. <laughs> Do you know the whole school was summoned? The whole school. Enter into the hall. And I preached to them. Met the then call it a type. Hallelujah. Amen. That is my lifestyle. That was my lifestyle. 1974 to 1978. As an unmarried young man. I'm not going to tell you about my life after oh. I married. But as a young man and married. The tough and conviction. And going out for Christ. You see. Me, we were not like. It is today. believers. If there is a meeting somewhere. And I have and we have no money. You know what we said? Get anything moving to that direction. Get anything. Get anything moving to that direction. Uh -huh. If you get a bicycle, you ride. You ask for, for a ride. Someone tells you, I'm reaching just two kilometers. Kilometer no problem. I'll ask you as as going toward the meeting. <laughs> we got there. We got there. After I stopped there, I wait for another one. If it's a lift, a lift. Anything going that direction. Whoever is, whoever is with it. 
And then I find myself in the meeting. I am worried how I'll go back. Ah, no. Ah, ah. If the meeting is over, is there anything moving on? <laughs> Get into it. And moving back there. Ah, Alore. Alore. I don't care car, whatever, over, as long as it's moving toward that hey, direction. I'm in it. And that's what I was doing. Especially during the holidays. When I'm, when I'm not in school. I spent the whole holiday like that. Holiday Looking fanatical. But that was our, our lifestyle. Let me say this. I am saying I started to be a pastor just a year after school. At the age of 23. Because I accepted Christ at 22. You see, my conviction pushed me into a preacher within a very short time. And when I started the church, when I started the church, that is 24 December. You see, I was 23. I started to be a pastor. Now, I was there. You know. Almost now, now I was teaching. So there used to be a lot of young people coming to my house. Let me tell you another life. I lived a young man with a lot of young people coming to my house. There was a two-room house and a kitchen. Uh, girls closing school. And I'm not telling you to do Don't try this at home. Before going home, they would come to my house. They would come to my house. Boys closing school. At times, we had an average of 10 boys and girls in my house. What was I doing? After I get my salary, I used to buy a debe of, of wheat. I would take it to the portion mill. It was crowded into a brown, rough, wheat flour. We would make chapatis of that level. <laughs> That's what we were eating. If the money is, is over, listen, my salary was going almost just before the, the, the middle of the month is over. But somehow we continue eating. And the question was, 
And the question was, no. and the question was, shall you do ever do anything? You eat your salary and it's <laughs> The others were saving to buy lard, to buy what? Me, I said, if I am going to be poor because of this, feeding the children of God who come and to God, let me be poor. Let me die poor. And I was poor. My salary within there. Somebody would get employed and say, Brother Guadalupe, can I stay with you in my house, in your house? I'll tell him, yes, come. One month, you know the bill we share. The second month, month he says, ah, ah. That, one, that one goes. I said, I don't care. I continue like that. So, that is one thing you should know. So, when it came to marrying, I said, God, give me a wife. If people come to my house and they eat our whole salary, she will not complain. She will accept it. That is the kind of wife I got. That is exactly the kind of a wife I got. She never complained. And let me say here, we, when she died, she didn't die as being poor. And if I die today, I won't die poor because I did that. God has blessed us. So one thing to say. Boys and girls. In my house. And I said don't try this at home. When we are in that house of mine. Girls, boys, there are only two things. Cook as we sing. Then eat. After that, prayer for Two, three hours. Everybody in his corner. Every day. Two to three hours. Then from that we go to sleep. Boys, their room. And I'm telling you, all that time, not even a single temptation. And I'm telling you the truth. We were so converted. We were so spiritual. Until I don't think I'm that spiritual today. But there was that grace. Upon us. Such a. Such an anointing. 
Again, you can't think of the, of the fleshly things. And that was our life. And it's all of us. We had such an, a grace of God. Cleanness. Such high level of cleanness. May the Lord bless you very much. In 1978, I got married. That story is not for you. It's for the married. God bless you. <laughs> and I know Brother Gideon is good in closing the service. So, Brother Gideon, I'm going to close the service. The Lord bless you. So let, let me just say a prayer. Heavenly Father, let us do it standing. Heavenly Father, we thank you because you are gracious. You are good to us. You have called us to be your children and we want to serve you. We pray for these young people. That they may know there is victory. They can live clean lives. They can be holy by the blood of Jesus. They can serve Christ. They can use their life for the glory of God. Help them, Heavenly Father, to put their lives in your hands to submit their strength and their ability to you to serve you in your, in your kingdom and to bless them and to help them in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I do trust my life can inspire you to live you for God to serve God to be a clean person because we were clean to be an overcomer even when you have the passions of a, of a young person it is possible to be clean and holy and live for God all your life even before you get married if my life can help you, let it be an inspiration to your life. Let it be a stepping stone even for your Christian life. The Lord bless you very much. Amen.